Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Welcome to everybody that's joining us online. We're glad you're with us. Let's pray and we'll get going here. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit who is the one who teaches us the one who guides us, the one who leads and guides us into all truth, the one who brings all things to our remembrance. He is the one who shows us things to come. And we just are so grateful that the author of the book lives inside of us. We thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, which we've prayed and have continued to pray for. And we receive the wisdom and the revelation. We thank you, Lord, that your word transforms the way we think so that we can live and walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We thank you, Father, for your utterance in the Holy Spirit, uh, the the unction, the words, the necessary uh, illustrations, uh, the needful things that will allow us to see uh, areas in our lives Uh, through the lens of your light, through the truth of your word, and not just see them naturally, but see them through wisdom, understanding uh, the problems from your perspective and solutions from your perspective. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Okay, let's go to Proverbs 8, and I want to start there. We're in the problem is not the problem. which is just designed to make you think. It's just a title to, I don't know, make you think, I guess. But uh, we talked about first that faith, the importance of our faith in receiving from the Lord, uh, and then we're right now talking about uh, there are answers for every personal problem we face. Um, and that is through wisdom. So we're talking about wisdom. Um, and there is, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the scope of everything that is going on in the world, there's an answer to everything, <laughs> okay? Now, rarely, but sometimes the answer is um, the secret things belong to the Lord. So you get to leave it alone, you know, uh, I know uh, one of the things that uh, Kenneth Hagin uh, Sr. would share with us is uh, that there were times where he didn't see a manifestation of a particular promise that he knew was God's will in someone he loved in their life. Um, he would, you know, go to prayer about it and begin asking the Lord about it and uh uh, he, because he'd always say this, he'd he'd state this. I'm a fighter. I don't like. To, I don't lose. I don't lose. And uh, he made the statement that many times he would bump along and touch this in prayer and in thought life about a particular thing, and then the Lord just spoke to him on the subject one day and and said to him, "I don't want you to ask me about that again." He said, "The secret things belong to me." In other words, aren't you thankful God's not a gossip? You know, I mean, there's some natural things we can see, uh, and what I mean by that is there are some things we can just see where maybe a person uh, that we know uh, 
is just not functioning in scriptural wisdom where you know, you know, if, if uh, you know, in Proverbs it talks about how, um, the, how he walked by a house of the lazy person. And he, he said the weeds were overgrown, the, the wall, or we might call it the fence, was all tore up, and, and uh, the, the, the house was, was a mess, right? And uh, he, it didn't take a revelation from heaven about what was going on. They're st- spending too much time in entertainment and sleeping and not enough time in weeding and maintenance. <laughs> Amen. Because no matter, it doesn't matter what you have in this life, it's falling apart. It's dying. Everything in this realm is dying. Now, thank God we have restoration and there is uh, health for our bodies, things like that. We know that. But it isn't, have you noticed that it isn't resurrected bodies yet? Right? Come on, we've talked about this before. All creation groans. So it says in Corinthians, right? It says all creation groans. That's why when we get out of bed sometimes in the morning, we go, oh. (laughs) Why? Because your body, like that doctor I heard say one time, he said the leading cause of death is birth. I mean, that's a practical physician right there. I mean... (laughs) If we just cut to the chase, you know what I mean? And so we shouldn't bump along through life and act like we're never going to die. I'm not saying we should be afraid of it. I'm saying, you know, I didn't I do this. We talked about this. We were talking about it the other day. You know, we have life insurance. And then we think about our kids, you know. So we're talking about some different things we want to do for investing money. So that when we die... And I tell her, I say this to her, when, I, when we die, we can leave this to the kids. Amen? Is that not smart? That is so smart. I got like two head nods and an amen on that because I'm talking about death. Listen, for the Christian, death is not a period, it's a comma. You drop your body off, your angel is there, and boom, you go to heaven. Amen? We don't have to fear death, and you'll live better the less you fear it. Amen? You, you'll enjoy more. But we, we shouldn't, in our men's book right now, uh, I think in chapter 8, or maybe it's in chapter 7, but um, one of the statements he makes about concerning uh, planning for things is he says, start with eternity and work your way back. See, we don't do that, though. I'm talking about Christians. Now, the world doesn't do it, but we can't expect that of them. They don't know. The first thing you need to do with somebody who doesn't know is just to help him get born again. Then you can go from there. But, 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 but believers don't think that way. They bump along and act like they're going to do the dishes for the rest of their lives. I got to get up and do it. And you know you have your routine, which is nothing wrong with a routine because we're dealing with the temporal reality. But wisdom doesn't think that way. Wisdom can function within the temporal, but holds to the eternal. Ooh, I'm going to say it again. See, our prayers have already been answered. (laughs) Wisdom can function in the temporal, but it holds to the eternal. The eternal is the perspective of decision-making first, not the temporal. 
This is why the, the church right now, a lot of times, especially in America and stuff like that, is so weak spiritually. Because years ago, we, we are looking for a, a, an entertainment all the time. What's the next fun thing I'm going to do? What's the next fun thing I'm going to do? What's the next fun thing? And actually, what we're attempting to do is actually replace the joy of the Lord with a temporary enjoyment. And, and what we don't realize is that if we don't have the fellowship with the Lord first, we can never enjoy like we should the things that the Lord gives us to richly to enjoy, like the scripture says. He says, I give you all things richly to enjoy, but you can't enjoy them. You can't enjoy your vacations as well as you could if God was first. You can't enjoy your job, your spouse, your kids, your... Some people actually worship their kids more than God. I'm talking about Christians. They'll actually change what they believe in their lives or what God has said about himself to because their child doesn't see it that way. And, and what we don't realize is, and a lot of people don't want to think about this, but we have to think about these things. If you're going to get victory, come on, if you think eternally, you won't let the blessing that God gave you with a child form your belief about him and your relationship with him. You won't let lordship be shifted away from him. You won't let kingship in your life be shifted away from him because the blessing, the child that he gave you is, has a belief or is doing something that is contrary to what he said. And so in a, in a weak soul desire, it's really just an emotional love because it can't be a spirit love because if it was a spirit love, it would be founded in truth and not move. But in a soul level of love, you actually end up changing and going, I'm going to go with my child because I'm attached to them. I love them. And you abandon this. Now, see what happens is you say, well, how is this to do with wisdom? Well, because now you've, if you do that, you actually stop your faith going back to point one. And so everything that you do, even in prayer, won't work. Because in order for water, in order for a supply, we'll just say water, to get from point A to point B, you can't divert the pipes to point C. Do you understand what I mean by that? So wisdom and the, and the, and the truth of God and the eternal perspective has to be first. In many respects, a, a eternal or spiritual mindset is super lacking in the church. And we, and the word of faith is some of the worst to blame for some things. And you say, to blame, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I, I don't want to blame them because it, it, it's not necessarily just that. But the idea is, is that you can actually have so much emphasis on the promises of God and the hand of God that you forget about the face of God. See, Moses was so in love with God that he actually said, Lord, unless you go with me to the promised land, I don't want to go. But there's many in the church today that say, Lord, I just want the promised land. I don't care what you do. And, I, you know, maybe that's too hard. 
but they'd say it by their actions. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm, we're doing a, a study with our staff right now on uh, relational wisdom, how to say things better. So I'm really working on it. <laughs> I am. I, I want to speak truth, but I want to do it in such a way that I don't, you know, you can't help people. If they shut off, they shut off. And I know you're not the group that's going to shut off. But that doesn't matter. I still got to grow, right? I still got to function in wisdom, right? The scripture says in Proverbs, the sweetness of the lips increases learning, right? It doesn't say the harshness of the truth. Now, in my flesh, I kind of wish it said that, <laughs> increases learning, but it doesn't. So I sent this, uh, I sent this picture to my, uh, this meme to my uh, kids, all my kids the other day. And it says, this guy's, you know, it's just a picture of a guy. And I guess it is a video, but it has some words on the screen. And it just says, uh, I now realize that almost everything my dad told me was true. And then underneath it says, but I just didn't appreciate the tone he said it in. <laughs> and I joke, you know, but that's really not a joke. I should have say, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I'm working on this. So, but wisdom, okay, let me show you how wisdom thinks. Remember, we work from eternity backwards. Now, that's very counter to how our natural thinks. So you have to purpose to do this, right? Um, so if all of a sudden you know a, a chunk of money is coming to you, whether it be uh, through work or maybe an inheritance or something like that. Is your first thought what I'm going to do with it? Or is my first thought, I'll say, I shouldn't say that you're, is our first thought what we're, what we're going to do with it? Or is our first thought, God, what do you want done with what is coming? Why? Because eternity works, uh, wisdom works from out here back to here. Wisdom doesn't work from back, I mean, it can work from reverse. In other words, you could look back and go, oh, that was dumb, I shouldn't have done that, you know, and then you make a change. But wisdom, wisdom is, is there. We gotta understand, okay, let's go to, let's, let's look at Proverbs 8 here, because this will tie right in here with it, Okay. Romans 8, or Romans, <laughs> I like Romans 8, but that's not where we're going. Proverbs 8, verse 22, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. So when you think about this, what does that mean? That means that before I got to where I am today, wisdom was already working back there. Actually, the scripture, and it, it, you start to look at the predestination, the pre-foreknowledge of God, not the foreordination. God doesn't foreordain individual wills, okay? So he gives free will, but the foreordination. 
knowledge of God. When you think about the foreknowledge of God, this is the wisdom realm. This is the wisdom place that believers are to operate from. So from the eternal perspective, we look at our lives naturally on the short term. So let me, let me put it to you like this. If, 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 if you look at your life, let's say you live to be 100, 100 years old. You know, uh, years ago, I was, uh, when I was down at uh, Bible college, there, there was a teaching there. They were talking about how uh, longevity of life and the importance of living a long life. And they were talking about 120 years old. And I'm thinking, man, that is old, you know, but you want to believe for, to live a long time because then down here anyway, because then you'll have, an, you'll have some influence, right? If you do it right. I mean, positive influence. We're looking for godly influence, not just general influence, right? There's a reason why people don't live like they did before the flood. It's because you can do a whole lot of evil in a thousand years. People say, well, we can do a whole lot of good. Yeah, but the tendency of man is to do evil, not good. Okay? So anyway, you think about eternal. You think about what's going on. In the short span of eternity, or in the long span of eternity, which is forever, we can't even span it, okay? But how long is 100 years? So a day, if you take the math, a day is of a 1,000 years, a 1,000 years is of a day, according to God. You're actually on the earth for a few hours. God time. <laughs> I love that. See, wisdom, wisdom thinks this way. Wisdom doesn't wake up in the morning and go, man, I got a whole day to just blow. It doesn't think this way. Now, this is frustrating to people that don't think this way. They think, man, you know, YOLO, brother and sister, YOLO. How many don't know what YOLO means? A few. Okay, you only live once. You don't. You don't only live once. You live for eternity, heaven or hell. Now, there's some principle there. I get that, you know, getting everything out of life. But, but wisdom won't look at a day and go, I can do whatever I want. Wisdom will look at a day and go from, the, from eternity backwards. Wisdom will look at a day and go, Lord, what do you want? Now, the Lord very well may tell you, go ride your four-wheeler, go ride your motorcycle, go fish, go hunt, go, uh, I don't know, what do you like to do? Go shopping. I don't think that's the word of the Lord, honey. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. So, <clears throat> go to the football game, go to the basketball game, go do whatever, go camp, go, you understand, he's not against that. He's not against any of those things. He just wants to be first. I went camping and we got three flat tires and, you know, we rolled the four-wheeler and the jet ski broke and my boat doesn't float anymore because I let my kid use it. And... See, but wisdom would have told you don't go right now. All right. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. Am I saying it with sweetness? All right, so. <laughs> Verse 23, I have been established from everlasting from the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. 
when there were no fountains abounding with water. Verse 25, before the mountains were settled, before the hills I was brought forth, while as yet he had not made the earth, talking about God, or the fields, or the primal dust of the world. Verse 27, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. Verse 28, when he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. Verse 29, when he assigned to the sea its limits so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundation of the earth. Verse 30, then I was beside him as a master craftsman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always. Verse 31, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was in the sons of men. Now go back to uh, Proverbs 8, verse 1. Verse 1, this is, a, this is a, a, a great scripture here. Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill beside the way where the paths meet. Excuse me. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. And she says, to you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones. Uh, verse, that verse 5 in the Amplified says, O you simple and thoughtless ones. Isn't that nice? I'm sure that was said in kindness. <clears throat> I mean, you read the message on some of these, it's like, hey, stupid. You know what I mean? It's literally, they use words like that. You know what I mean? All right, so, okay. Um, this is the same book that says the sweetness of the lips increases learning. So you say, how can you reconcile those? In the spirit, you can. All right, let me, let me give you an example uh, the woman caught in adultery, Jesus said, I don't cast a stone. The religious leaders said, you snakes, you hypocrites, you brood of vipers. Both are love, both have truth. All right, okay, so I just need to focus on one side right now because I'm lopsided. All right. <laughs> All right, verse 6, listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth, this is verse 7, will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Oh, there's so much here on the importance of your words. Okay, all right, all right. Nothing crooked or perverse is in my mouth or in, in righteousness. Do you see that? Nothing crooked or perverse is in righteousness. Nothing. Now, you can't just think, you know, people think, well, yeah, that's why you shouldn't lie. Yes, you shouldn't lie. That's why you should speak love. Yes, you should speak love. You should, you should be so seasoned with the fruit of the Spirit that people are like, you taste good. <laughs> right? But truth, how many know that even seasoning on food, the protein and the nutrients within that food will get into your system and strengthen you? It's the same with these words. Uh, all right. Job says, <laughs> I love Job, the book of Job. Some people are like, I'm not reading that book, you know. Well, it's just because you don't understand. Don't, just don't interpret Jesus by Job and interpret Job by Jesus. And you'll be fine. Because before Job was, hello. And Jesus is the express image of the Father. He made no mistakes in the expression. 
Job is not the express image of the Father. I said Job is not the express image of the Father. Well, is it canon? Is it the word of God? Of course it is. It's an account. How many know that everything in Scripture is truly stated, but not all of it is a statement of truth? <sighs> all right. So I'm so glad they taught me that at Rama. <laughs> you say, what do you mean by that? Well, I could build a doctrine out of, out of something recorded in Scripture that you shouldn't do. Judas went and hung himself. Go and do thou likewise. I just put two scriptures together. You, 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 all right, so you understand what I'm saying, right? You, you get the point. Okay, I'm not going to go further down there. Okay, so uh, uh, verse 9, they are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Notice it's finding all right, verse 10, receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. Well, I got to build up my accounts or wisdom. Wisdom will make you rich. And I'm not talking about just you'll be rich in the spirit. Of course, you're already rich in the spirit. It'll make you rich naturally. Now, don't think of all the the weirdos in the world that have a ton of money. Don't think of all the demons in the world, the demon-possessed Luciferian overlords that have money. You say, who? Well, you know, the ones that uh, promote nasty things and use their money to undermine righteousness. Don't think of them. Don't think, you know, don't, don't go, oh, yeah, I want to be as rich as Jeff Bezos. No, you don't. You want to be as rich as God. In other words, you want to have the richness and the fullness of God all around you. And don't put a monetary amount on it. <clears throat> okay? All right. So this is wisdom, right? The problem is not the problem. Many times wisdom. All right. So. Wisdom can be an issue here. Receive my instruction and not silver, verse 10, and knowledge rather than choice gold. How many people, though, would quickly take gold over wisdom? Remember the, do you remember a couple of uh, uh, weeks ago I shared with you about, uh, you know, the importance of raising your children, uh, affirming their proper gender at birth and all of those things according to Scripture? I was talking about that. Because it's important because you got to, my kids are not confused about who they are. And if they came to me and said, you know, this, this, and this, I'd start looking at the sources that were coming into their head and I'd cut them off. Oh, I'd cut them off. <laughs> you say, oh, you, I don't think you should be that forceful. Oh, absolutely I should. Because I'm not dealing with just a person. I'm dealing with an entity behind but see, if you're eternally minded, wisdom will quickly rise within you. You won't get into fear. You go, this is no problem for God. I, once, I, have, a, I have a record in the book of Jesus Christ casting, oh, they say, up to a thousand demons out of one person. God didn't look at the madman at Gadara and go, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? But see, if we approach those things that way, we actually, come on, cut off the source from A where it's supposed to go to B and we divert it through fear to C. Because faith and wisdom, the channel of the eternal, the, I mean, we're talking about this, but in the anointing has to have a pipeline to flow through. 
And so concerning our own lives, it's the same way. But you remember the video that I showed where the little the young boy is presented with $10,000 cash or two Oreo cookies. It's a little boy. And he said, you can have, and, the, and they were real emphatic, you know, kept tapping the $10,000 cash. And the little child chose the Oreo cookies. Why? Because they don't understand the importance of what's being presented. They don't understand that they could buy Oreos probably for the rest of their life with the $10,000. Except for current inflation. You could, no, I'm just kidding. All right, so <laughs> we're rich and blessed no matter what, right? It doesn't matter. You can inflate it, blow it up, reinflate it, patch it. It don't matter. We're in the kingdom of heaven, amen? So, so, <laughs> so, Wisdom understands, just like this verse says, that the knowledge concerning the natural things from the eternal is more important than the natural things themselves. Oh, I need to say that again. He says, receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. Now look, he ups the ante, verse 11, for wisdom is better than rubies. How many, how many would, would, I mean, you'd be blessed but to have rubies, gold and silver, right? But what is the, what does wisdom place importance on first? There must be an eternal mindset first. Otherwise, listen to me closely. What did Judas get hoodwinked by? I love what I heard Keith Moore, he, uh, he, and he teaches on these things. He has great teachings on, on depth of, of financial things from the word. And uh, he made this statement. He said, uh, there's, there, there's a whole lot of people that if they come into a good chunk of money, they just quit the, all their godly responsibilities. They wouldn't be in church. They'd be like, oh, my bucket list. I got to go on my bucket list. Your bucket list? People say, well, you only get one chance to go to Italy. That's not true. As a believer, I get to go places you'll never, unbelievers will never get to go. And I can visit Italy anytime in eternity. Oh, come on. Oh, I love this thought process. It frees your mind from disappointment. Whew. Thank you, Lord. It frees my understanding from disappointment. Well, I'm not going to be able to do everything I want to do. That's not true. I'm going to be able to do everything that's in my heart, not only now, but through eternity. Come on, come on. People go, well, well, you know, with my kids, I got to do everything I possibly can because, you know, then they're going to grow up and I'm not going to have them around anymore. Stop that. They're born again. You'll be with them for eternity. You're living short-sighted. Was that wisdom 360 there when I said it that way? <sighs> okay. <laughs> I didn't lose my dad. I know exactly where he is. Well, we didn't hug enough and say I love you. I know, but we're going to do it as soon as we get to heaven. We can hug for eternity. There'll never be a shortage. 
Yes, yeah, I mean, Heidi's, Heidi's, she's a hugger. She's like, she'll come up to me and say, you need a hug. And what she's saying is, I want to hug, so go ahead and do it. <laughs> Which is great. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not going to get to heaven and go, Dad, you know, it, we're probably not going to even talk about the disappointments of earth. I'm just going to get there and be like, woohoo! And he's like, you did it! Yeah, we're here now. Wisdom thinks that way. There's a lot of people I'm going to hang out with. You know, when uh, there was, a, a, I think it was a child uh, or younger kid that had a dream when uh, Brother Hagin went home to be with the Lord. He died in 2003, and I don't, you know, I don't, it's not like I worship Brother Hagin, but he had a good influence in, our, in my life. Of course, went to his Bible school and stuff like that. But they, somebody had a dream, and they said they saw him going into heaven, and this multitudes of people were greeting him that he had impacted. Oh, oh, that's a vision list. Oh, to me, that's like, it makes you want to leave. I'm not gonna, but I mean, I'm telling you, it makes you want to go. I've been watching, because you know that movie's coming out, uh, uh, what's it called? After Death by the Angel Network. It's at the end of the month, October 27th or 28th, it's in theaters. And it's what they call near-death experiences, NDEs, near-death, near-death. And I watched, I'll watch sometimes NDEs. Now, I'm careful about what I watch because some of it gets into, you know, I mean, it's like, we're all, you know, to the light and brother. And, you know, it's really, it can get real hippie. But there are some really good ones that talk about people going to heaven and coming back. I just watched this one on a lady who was a physician. She was a, I can't remember what kind of physician, but anyway, she was a surgeon, I think. And uh, she was kayaking. Her and her husband loved to kayak. And they went to another country, and they were kayaking in this spot. And she went over a waterfall and got trapped under the water for 30 minutes. She trapped under there. She said she could actually, <laughs> this is not going to bless you, but <laughs> she could feel her bones and stuff breaking because she's trapped under the water, and that waterfall is just and her, what happened was her kayak got pinned in the rocks, right? So she got pinned in there, and she can feel all this going on, but she said she, it wasn't like pain or anything. Like she was, and she just was out of her body all of a sudden, and she was in heaven or headed that way toward the gates. And she ended up having a conversation, all this. She said it was the most peaceful thing she's ever, she said there was no fear. Come on, I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh. See, because the world wants you to think, the devil wants you to think, it's going to be horrible, you know, and all this stuff. Not for a believer. We just go right into the presence of God. And many times people that have done that and then come back, now this is what people think, she was dead 30 minutes, there's no way she came back, she's still a physician. She's still, she's functional, completely functional. They thought, well, you know, there'd be, you know, because they say oxygen to the brain, you know, all that kind of stuff. Not with God. God just goes, I made oxygen in the brain. I can fix it. He just fixes it. 
They gave her CPR after 30 minutes. She said she came out of that water. She was bloated and purple. Well, I guess. <laughs> and they and she didn't go. It wasn't good hospital stuff where she was. <laughs> it wasn't good. They had to carry her to a place where they could get her out. They carried her on the kayak. After she, you know, we're like, don't move them, you know, all this stuff. She's broken all over, been dead for 30 minutes. And yet in all of that, it took some time for her to come back, you know, and restore and everything. But I'm telling you, the Lord doesn't look at these things and go, what am I going to do? He knows, amen? So, but when you have an eternal perspective first, you won't be concerned about when, where, how, all the things that the world tries to figure. You'll be led by the Spirit. The Lord knows what's coming, and you can just navigate along with him all the way to the end of your natural life, drop your body off, step through the door into eternity, and live forever. And then guess what? It won't be long till we'll hear a sound of a trumpet, and then when you're in heaven, your body will... Boom. That's a scripture. Go look it up. <laughs> That's a prophetic word right there. The dead in Christ will rise first. So that's going to be a fun day for all of us that are still alive. We're going to be like, oh, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> we're out of here. I believe in the rapture and I believe in the first load. All right. So anyway. All right, moving on. <laughs> People say, well, you know, you know, well, you know, I believe in the third, you know, we're going to go all the way through the tribulation. Why? Noah didn't. Enoch didn't. They were in the ark. Or not Enoch, but Noah was in the ark. In other words, in judgment, where are we? In safety. Hello. And last time I read my Bible, it says, it'll be as of the days of, ah. Jesus is my ark. Yay. All right. So, going on. I, wisdom, dwell in prudence, all this stuff, right? Wisdom is better than rubies, verse 11, sorry, back up. And all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get my desires satisfied. I know. And, and as long as you try to do it in the natural, it'll never happen. Not like you should. You'll just live with dissatisfaction on the inside. I will live with dissatisfaction on the inside if I'm not seeking God first. Amen? Do you see that? Now, watch this. All right? So that he basically downplays all the natural things. He talks about the fear of the Lord, hating evil in verse 12 and 13. Talks about... Uh, Pride and arrogance, the evil way. He says, I hate those things. Uh, he hates the perverse mouth. Wisdom. Uh, verse 14, counsel is mine, sound wisdom. I, uh, I am understanding. I, I have strength. Verse 15, by me kings reign and rulers decree justice, and you're a king. If you're born again, you're a king. You're, you're, a, you're a group of kings and priests. So this is for you. Verse 16, by me princes rule and nobles and all judges of the earth, if you're going to do it right. Then verse 17, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. 
Those who seek me half-heartedly won't. All right, now watch verse 18. Riches and what? Are with me. They're just not the most important. In other words, when you're ushered into the kingdom, God doesn't just show you all the treasures in the natural treasures. He reveals himself to you first so that you can handle the blessings. If we get that mixed up, we'll hinder or thwart the relationship with the Lord that we should have, okay? So, verse 19, my fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to what? Do you see it? What does it say? To what? Inherit what? Well, I thought just a little bit ago he said he was better than that. That doesn't mean he doesn't deliver it. It just means he's better than that. Come on, think, think, think. Get religious thinking out of your head right now in the name of Jesus. Get it out of your brain. Some of the people that I know that have the most amount of money are the most greedy, selfish, self-centered people you'll ever meet. And they are the first to stand up when you preach the word of God and say, that is false doctrine. While they are storing up the stuff like it's going out of style. Well, guess what? I got some news for you. And it's a blessing. I'm going to say it's so sweet. God knows everything you have, and he sees your heart. This is how God is. God will have a rich young ruler walk up to Jesus. This man knows. This rich young ruler that watched, walked up to Jesus, he wasn't just playing. He had faith in his heart. Why, do, why go through all the trouble of going to Jesus and asking that question if God has not stirred you by his spirit? Come on, think about it. Why go through all that? And walks right up, Jesus looks at him and says, he says, what must I do? He says, go sell everything you have. Get rid of it all. Give it to the poor. Give it, you know, and come and follow me. And the rich young ruler went away sad. Why? Because he didn't let Proverbs 8 get in his heart. He loved his money. Now, God doesn't ask everybody to sell everything they have. I mean, you could go through, what about Zacchaeus? He said, I'm going to get 50% of everything. The Lord says, great. I'm going to pay back all the debt, all the people I ripped off, I'm going to pay them back. If I owe anybody anything, and God didn't go, no, 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 that's not enough, Zacchaeus. Not only are you short, <laughs> but you, you have to give away everything you have. <laughs> I'm teasing. Teasing the short people. All right, so, no, he didn't say that. What was, the, what was needed for Zacchaeus to have full reception of Christ? 50%. What was needed for the rich young ruler to have full acceptance of Christ in lordship? 100%. Right? <laughs> you guys are really thinking. I can see it. You're just thinking. Some of you are thinking, I'm not sure I know about that wealth thing. And then others are thinking, yeah, that's right. I need to make that adjustment. I believe in wealth, but... But I know the Lord wants me to be blessed, but, you know, I need to make that adjustment. He's not Lord over everything. 
And you say, well, the answer is either this or this. No, 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 it's right here in the middle. Oh, are you telling me I have to do this? No, 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 I'm telling you to get together with wisdom and find out what he says. Amen. Amen? All right. I want to finish with this. So, because we're going to go on to uh, obedience next week. So I want to read something to you, but I want you to jot this in your notes if you can. Uh, Proverbs 8, 22 through 31 is talking about Jesus Christ. Okay? And wisdom... Wisdom is called she and different things like that, but um, from what I've studied so far, the reason why, because obviously Jesus is not a she, he's a he, and there's not confusion on this, all right? But, But the reason why that is is because Proverbs was written by Solomon, and Solomon had a lot of women in his life. So so the Lord, as he does with all of us, will point things out using some natural things to get some eternal principles across, okay? So like people will do this, they'll go, well, there's women angels. No, there's not. You cannot find a scripture for that. Well, I know one of my favorite prophets says there's this angel that shows up and her name is. (laughs) Stop listening to that person, please. I'm not joking, stop it. If it isn't in the scripture, throw it out. Stop it. Well, I just value their, I know they're spiritual. I know they're spiritual too. Just wrong spirit. Oh, there's all sorts of experiences available outside the realm of the natural. But there's only one anchor that navigates all of them correctly. And I'm holding it. I have seen angels. I have seen demons. So what? I have Jesus in me. Well, do you try to fast into experiences? No, never. Fast into experiences? What does that mean? Where did you get that from Scripture? You didn't. What happens is people go, they'll hear about somebody who was biblically fasting and an experience happened. Well, They weren't doing it for the experience. If you're fasting to have an experience, you're practicing what many other cultures practice maybe in sweat lodges or, uh, yeah, drugs, yes. (laughs) Yeah, and the combination of all sorts of things. That's a false thing. Well, we shouldn't fast then. This is the other extreme people go to. No, don't let the devil hijack reality. Don't meditate. Meditating's bad. You know, people meditate, you know, let your body relax. Now leave your body. (laughs) I know I'm over, but I got to read one more thing. I think there's a meeting today, though. Ushers? Okay. So don't forget that, but I'll read this. Stay in the middle. Wisdom's in the middle, amen? All right, so Jesus, so John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, is Proverbs 8, 22 through 31. In the beginning was the word, right? So Jesus Christ is the person of wisdom, wisdom described here in Proverbs 8. He is the one described in John 1, 1 through 3. Wisdom concerning the situations we are facing is not found in studying natural things first. All natural things were created by God and Jesus was involved in the process. This means that all natural things came from the spirit realm. They originated there. In order to understand the creation, you must understand the creator first. 
In other words, start with the eternal and work your way backwards to the temporal. Wisdom is found in the spirit realm. Wisdom is found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we are diligent in the word of God, 2 Timothy 2.15 talks about being diligent. We transfer the wisdom from Christ in us to our mind. It is the wisdom of God that was, has transformed our minds that help us to walk in the spirit in our day-to-day lives. As believers, we will face situations, calamities, distress, just like everyone else. The difference is you will have access to wisdom the world does not know about. Once the main words of wisdom, once the main words of wisdom in the book of, oh, sorry, one of the main words in the book of Proverbs for wisdom is chakma, which has to do with pounding in, in the Hebrew, pounding in something. We have wisdom in our spirit, but that wisdom will do us no good as long as it remains stored away in our inner man. This wisdom must be pounded into our minds by confession, study, meditation, day and night. Proverbs 3 speaks to us about receiving wisdom and also retaining it. Wisdom or Christ comes through the new birth, but it is retained through daily study of the word of God. If we do not attend to the word, wisdom or Christ of God, if we don't attend to the word of God, then we shouldn't expect to be there when we shouldn't expect it to be there when we need it. In times of distress, we'll find ourselves in the same shape as the sinner dependent upon our own strength. So get wisdom. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.